If you can find something that can cash flow right now, then you're golden and it's going to always cash flow. Yeah. Yeah. Refinance later. Yeah. I mean, if you can find something and break even and it's an investment that you want to buy, then I suggest you keep buying. I think anyone's going to regret buying. I don't think we're just right tanking and the values are just never going to come up. I, I right. think it is a blip and we're going to look back and at those that are completely stopping, they're missing an opportunity because a lot of the bigger, bigger box buyers have left town and so there's a little less competition. So I, I think it's something that people need yeah. to keep their eye on and not be scared about, even though it is kind of a scary time. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Hustle On Purpose. We have a very special guest back again, Tara Helgestad. Tara, how are you doing? Hello, I'm great, how are you? Good. Good. You are our first repeat guest. Well, yeah. thank you. Yeah, very special. Thank you, I um, appreciate that. Wanted to have you back on because you're, you're my go-to expert when it comes to residential real estate and the market and all of that. and. I just feel like I feel like a lot's changed since the last time we talked. So just wanted For to kind sure. of get your two cents on what you're seeing out there and how you're navigating what's going on currently. That's what I was going to tell you. Navigating the waters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it has changed drastically. And I was I was thinking about this driving here and what what we were going to talk about. And, um, you know, you and I work with a lot of investors and then we also have traditional type clients. So I was going to kind of break it up into two, what I'm seeing mm. on both fronts. Cause it's sort of the same, but not, not 100% the same. Right. So on the traditional front, I've noticed kind of back in July and all, well, June, June, July, and August, I was noticing a little bit of a slowdown. You know, the interest rates are still, they were coming up, but there's a little bit of a slowdown. It was a little bit easier to go under contract if you had a buyer. Uh, as a seller, I would kind of prep them and be like, hey, we can't just go crazy on this price. Mm-hmm. We're going to probably have to, um, you know, just be cautious. Whoever the this offer is, it might be the only offer we get instead of 10 right. over list or whatever. You know, just right. kind of like managing yeah. their expectations. Because people still had those well, my neighbor six months ago or they a did. year ago. Yeah, so I was like easing them into that, mm-hmm. you know, just because that's what I was seeing. Not, I mean, you, you're sweet to call me an expert, but but really, you know, there's other people you could have on here that have data and analytics and all of these things. But, and of course I read articles and all of that, but no one has a crystal ball to know exactly what's happening, you know, where we're headed, when, when things are going to change, you know, but I just... It was feeling it and noticing it, yeah. You know, with buyers and sellers, the the data and analytics is super important. But um, a lot of people rely on quoting the data and the and the analytics because they're not out there doing it every day. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like um, both are important, but I can get articles by myself on the computer and Perfect. that's list. what I was going to say that's what yeah. I was going to tell you like all your all your viewers like there's plenty of articles to read if you want to see statistics, yeah. statistics and data and you know trends and you can like just that. type in your market and find yeah. uh, all kinds of hyper specific data on your market and whatever yeah but um, it's much harder to get somebody's perspective that's doing as many deals as you're doing all the time yeah thank you so it's it's more valuable to me to pick your brain and see 
what you're actually seeing happen. Because also the data and analytics stuff, you know, historically real estate used to be like it was fairly easy to kind of keep your finger on the pulse. It's like cycles happened slowly. I mean, there's always like events that happen and stuff like that. But um, I don't think that we've seen anything exactly like what we've seen the last handful of years where it's like I agree. all of a sudden country shuts down because of COVID and real estate's, you know, worthless. Then within a month, it's like as Which none high of us as it's ever been. You can't tell me that any expert knew that that was going to happen. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> well, and if you're, if you're waiting on, you know, this monthly report to come out at the beginning or end of a month or whatever, it's like, you might be like missing the boat. Right. To me, that's history and you need to look forward you know, yeah. and, or, or deal with the present and then look forward to what you anticipate would happen, which some of that data does do, but some of it is just, you know, truly yeah. your same with like your situation. Like, do you have to move for, you know, I mean, there's, there's other variables in this you know, right. yeah. human, the human factor too. So, yeah. And that's where you come in because yeah. you're out there dealing with dealing humans with human. and stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you mentioned so, yeah. splitting it up into traditional and investors and preparing yeah. clients for so, this different market. Yeah. So with the traditional, so that's what I kind of started to notice. And I'd be like, Hey sellers, you might get one person, but it's probably the person, you right. know, like they have to be by grandma or in that school district or whatever it is that, you know, they're typically that I'm seeing they're, you know, a solid buyer. So like, let's try to keep them, you know, let's try to, let's try to grab them and have realistic, realistic expectations. Um, and the buyers are starting to once in a while get a, you know, a decent deal and that sort of thing. So, um, so that was going on. And then I noticed for sure, like beginning to mid October, it just was suddenly the dead sea. Mm. I mean, drastic, like the faucet shut off. Yeah. of where the buyers were. And I know a lot of that has to do with interest rates and all of that kind of stuff that we were just talking about. But significant reduction in buyers on the traditional side. What do you think? I mean, besides interest rates, um, I what, think what's a, your They're getting on? hit in a lot of ways. You know, everything, inflation, just like everything's more expensive. Mm-hmm. Even insurance rates are more expensive. So I've had insurance kill two deals Mm-hmm. because people are just stretched really thin. So, you know, they're worried about their payment amount. They don't really care about what's making that payment amount higher, you know, whether it's insurance, the purchase price, the interest rate, whatever it is, they're worried about how they can make the payment, which they should be, you know. Yeah. And so yeah, that's what I'm noticing. So they're they're very fickle. The buyers are very fickle. The sellers seem to be still expecting a decent return and you know selling it for what was going on like eight or nine months ago so they're having a hard time adjusting to that i don't values aren't like drastically dropping or anything like that but you know it's turning into more of a buyer's market so buyers are asking for closing costs they're asking for reduction in purchase price they're they're terminating after inspection they're terminating after they go under contract they're terminating for a million reasons it's just they're just very fickle and we could be upset about that on the seller side, but honestly, I think we all understand on the buyer side, you know, they're just trying to make a good decision and there's a lot going on in the world Mm -hmm. globally. Um, you know, and just, it's also the time of year as well. So I think we're just getting hit in a lot of different ways and 
Yeah. And that affects, you know, investors to a point like people who have, who are doing flips and selling to these traditional people like you and me. We're both yeah. in the same boat with that, right? Would now. hate to be one of those guys. God, I know. It'd be terrible. <laughs> It'd be really terrible. <laughs> it would be a really hard yeah. time to be yeah, one of those I'm, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. The, um, anyway, so we're both struggling with that right now. Just, yeah. It's the same thing because they're just, they're fickle. So there's fewer out there. They're being more cautious. It's not like mm-hmm. they don't like the product you're putting out. They just, they're not even really positive if they want to buy. So you're still seeing those one ofs where they have to move or they need to yeah. have a four bedroom house or whatever it is. They're still out there. It's not like nothing's selling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, you know, the wheel keeps turning. It's just at a different pace than it was before. Yeah. yeah. I think for sure under a hundred thousand or one, I used to say 125, but let's, let's reduce it down to like 115 and under mm-hmm. It's still moving pretty quickly. There's still multiple offers on that. And there's, it's just cause investors can buy that. I was about to say uh, those buyers are still like those buyers couldn't buy anything. Remember last time I was on here and we were like, good luck to someone trying to spend a hundred and a mm-hmm. hundred or less. Well, those people are getting an opportunity now that they didn't have before. Yeah. So suddenly they're, they're around. It's That's just, good. There's not a lot of inventory in that price point, but right. Um, anyway, that's still moving. And, and oddly enough, I have no idea why, and this is maybe where the data could help, but the super high end stuff is moving. See, that's why I don't get it. your perspective is important. Cause I, I never would have yeah. thought that. And it's not just me. So I've had other, I've spoken to other agents cause I'm like, what, like, what is, yeah. what did, did you notice the faucet turn off? Like what is happening? And right. so we've been talking and then people have been calling, like someone called me like literally yesterday. She's like, so <laughs> what just is going it. on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that is odd. So everybody has agreed with me that it's the very low end and the very high end. So I don't know. I don't know if this market just doesn't affect. I mean, I don't know if there's more margin. So the sellers maybe they're making less money than they thought, but there's more money to be made or there's, I I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. It's 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 interesting. It's all the middle, middle class and the middle price point. Finding affordable quality property and casualty insurance can be a pain, but Little Rock based JTS has the protection real estate and property owners need from liability and property coverage to plans for loss of rent, renovation projects, and more. Just give Matt Barger a call at 501-231-1611. He even has markets for short-term rentals like Airbnb, as well as vacant, owner-financed, and rent-to-own properties. Call Matt today at 501-231-1611 or email him at matt at jtsfs.com. The most common question I get asked is, GT, how do I get started in real estate investing? And my go-to answer is to go talk to Robbie Cole at Benchmark Home Loans. Robbie will help you figure out the best loan option for you in your current situation and help you with long-term planning as well. He gives out free advice seven days a week and he would love to help you. So if you're one of the people that's been afraid to start that conversation, I encourage you to stop right now and call 501-777-9995 so that you can start your investing journey or take it to the next level. Once again, that's Robbie Cole at Benchmark Home Loans, 501-777-9995. It's this 
stagnation between sellers that are golden handcuffed into their house that they refinanced at 3.2%, 4% or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and buyers that don't want to buy something at eight and a half percent. Yeah. And everyone's just like stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause I've been telling people, you know, a, I'm an idiot, but it like late 2022, early 2023, I was very gung ho on, ramping up. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was putting a lot of plans, time, money, effort, resources into being able to ramp up because in my mind at that point, it was like interest rates, they had announced they were going to start going up. Um, I I think it was around then, which we all knew was going, it was never going to stay that way. Yeah. It was Mm -hmm. like it. And, and it was like, it, frankly, everyone I talked to was like, yeah, like it needs to happen. Yeah. Like stuff's just getting out of it control. It was abnormal. Um, and so in my mind, I was like, well, I've taken macroeconomics. It was interest rates go up, uh, demand goes down, uh, inventory goes up. So mm-hmm. we're in a low demand, high inventory market. Prices go down. Mm-hmm. So it was going to be, you know, back to buying as many properties as I could in a high inventory, low demand, low price market. Mm -hmm. Um, But instead of the seesaw completely tipping the other way, the Fed does seem to be, you know, somewhat successfully accomplishing the soft landing they've been talking about. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, we didn't get a seismic shift. Mm -hmm. You know, we got a, a leveling out and a, some stagnation, which I'm not necessarily sure is the best thing. It's probably better for the the population at large that we didn't just get a seismic shift. And values in general, yeah. you know, that way they're not just tanking. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't feel good at the moment just because it feels, feels a little stuck. Well, I just, I, I, it's not a situation I prepared for. Mm-hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't prepare for it. The, like you said, the faucet just turning off. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like I'm not alone. You know, I, I talk to a lot of people and it's just kind of like, it's not all doom and gloom, but it's a little bit of doom and gloom. Yeah, All the insurance people and bankers and real estate people. It's just kind of like, yeah, like everything's just kind of stopped. Yeah. I know the other day I was just sitting at my desk and I'm like, because I have more listings than I'm not going to say than ever before, but like I have a lot of listings Yeah, and they're just sitting there and I feel like there's nothing I can do about it. And I've got, you know, I just, I usually have more buyers than sellers. And so right, right now I have more sellers and I'm like, where were all these people like nine months I ago? Know. Yeah. And then they're like, Tara, what can we do? What can we do? And you know, it's just, it's stressful. I feel the stress for them. I feel the stress, you know, right. I'm like, I can't make people, you know, we're getting like no showings, no offers. Mm-hmm. It's priced relatively appropriately. The ones that are high, they know it's high. You know, it's like, anyway. There's only so much you can do. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, yeah. we can lower the I price again. I was trying again. to be optimistic. And just one day I was like, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. this is, what this I've is seen... quite the shift, you know? And it isn't like, like I was, and it's not total doom and gloom. It's just like, wow, what a, what a, 
what a turn right. in such a quick amount of time. We're just trying to figure out how to navigate it again, which yeah. I feel like it's just been, you know, two or three straight years of, oh, well, this is new. Yeah. Got to figure out how just to navigate adapting, this. Adapting, and, adapting, adapting, adapting. Right. Yeah. Um, I've seen just on my social media, a bunch of local realtors that I'm friends with. It seems like open houses just like went through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. I just had one on mine the other day. Yeah. Well, because it's like, you got to do what, something. What are you going to do? Yeah. And you've got to show your seller that you're working at, at right. it. I mean, they, yeah. don't, they don't, you know, they yeah. know you are, but they feel frustrated. So you've got to do everything you possibly can. Do something. Can. Advertise yeah. on Facebook. Have an open house. Go send bake out some mass cookies in the oven and, and put yeah. some balloons in the yard. And yeah. 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 But I still don't know that that sells houses, you know, but it doesn't hurt to try. Yeah. Because again, we right. don't know. Maybe that's just yeah. the, the thing right now. That's you just got to do work. something. Yeah. 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 So um, you, you mentioned, so that's kind of the traditional yeah. buyer side. What about the investor side? So the investor side, of course, the interest rates are affecting cash flow. Mm -hmm. So they're slowing down as well because to find that good deal is even harder than before. So although there's a little and bit more. rates. Yeah, like although there's a little before. bit more inventory, you know, you've got the insurance rates and you've got the interest rate, which are just highly affecting. But then you've also got rental rates. You, I mean, you can't really push up the rental rates like we did there for a minute. You've got to mm -hmm. be cautious on your bu your budget for the rehab, your insurance, your rental rate, you know, and then yeah. and then the interest rate. So if you can find something that can cash flow right now, then you're golden. And it's going to always cash flow. Yeah. Yeah. Refinance if, later. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, if you can find something and break even and it's an investment that you want to buy, then I suggest you keep buying. I think anyone's going to regret buying. I don't think we're just right tanking and the values are just never going to come up. I, I right. think it is a blip and we're going to look back and those that are completely stopping, they're missing an opportunity because a lot of the bigger, bigger box buyers have left town and so there's a little less competition so i i think it's something that people need yeah. to keep their eye on and not be scared about even though it is kind of a scary time you just have to be more adaptable group some friends to you know collectively purchase properties for cash um get private money if possible um you know do the owner find you know find find some an investor who's trying to get out of the game he can't sell his properties maybe he'll owner finance to you um, there, you know, there's just, you, you gotta, you can be more creative now than yeah, you could a year ago. You can, because people, I mean, people do still have to sell. So it's, I mean, to assume that there's no opportunities out there, I think is just being, you know, um, yeah. naive or um, ignorant. You're so reading you, too many articles. Yeah. And looking so you've at just, the you've just got to keep on yeah. keeping on. And then just like, you have to know what you, it's hard because you don't want to just try a bunch of everything. And not do any of it well, but you can't just yeah. be like, this is what I've always done and this is what I'm going to do. And this is my banker and this is my thing. Right. You need to be like, what, what are some other options that I can do with these properties? I, I personally am owner financing a house for the first time for someone. So okay. I'm looking at seller finance to buy investment properties, right? Like yeah. I just said, so, you know, so-and-so has 20 properties. He can't sell them. Maybe he can own or finance them to me. So on the investor side, I'm trying to do that. Yeah. But then some of the properties that I own, um, not doesn't exactly make sense to sell it right now. Right. It's vacant. 
maybe, you know, maybe I can rent it. Of course the rental market's okay. Um, rental market's been great on it's, my side. It's been my great. Little, and like, honestly, like I believe in like historically to rent a house right now is more affordable than to buy a house. And that that's a statistic that I did read and that's rare. So you can pay $1,500 for rent, but to actually own that house would be like 1800, which is, you know, usually it would be the opposite. Yeah. So, um, that's killing the sales market as well. Right. Cause like why, like with all the uncertainty, why would you go buy a house if you could just rent one, the same house for yeah. slightly cheaper? I personally think it's still better to buy, but you know, I can see that mentality, especially if you're nervous about your finances. Yeah. And the job market. Cause like you may need and, to move jobs or whatever. Mm -hmm. Cause everything's just crazy right now. Yeah. The, um, the, thing that I've been telling people too is like you mentioned a lot of the big box buyers going out of town and whatever. Like mm -hmm. a lot of that is because these big investment companies, like if they're going to move into a market like Little Rock, they have to have a team of people there, mm -hmm. maybe even, you know, people in other States helping out, uh, to go find, acquire, renovate, manage, these rent houses and it's like, a, it's a lot of overhead mm -hmm. in order to sustain that they have to buy a certain amount of deals a month just to like break even on paying all their people mm -hmm. and keeping the machine going. Yeah. In this market, it gets really, really tough yeah. to make all those numbers work on each deal, but then also to find enough deals that the numbers work. Yeah. It's just get, it's getting And I really think that tough. a lot of them didn't make the best financial decisions a lot of them made terrible. while yeah. it was which we hot. knew was happening. Yeah, which we, you you could see it happening, um, but but it actually. Hit. I mean, I I knew of a company here that I, I know at one point they had over a hundred houses that like nobody was working. Yeah, on. just a hundred vacant houses that yeah. like they didn't have the infrastructure here to handle. They which just is had, so frustrating because we had buyers who, including you and yeah, me, and people was, who could buy them. Yeah. So it was just like, uh. yeah, it, it was it was a frustrating time um but now they're just like vacated town because they yeah they just had capital that needed to be allocated and didn't i don't think they really understood what it takes to move those houses through the process that they needed to go through but what i'm telling people now is you don't need to go buy 25 houses a month you need one home run mm -hmm. and i think right now could be a really decent time for um people to be able to find those home runs that may have been harder. Now, what I also tell people is like, part of it's always hard. Mm -hmm. Like a year ago, two years ago, uh, lower interest rates, but it was a really competitive market, mm -hmm. right? You're paying above list, right. difficult to get anything under just contract, get to, especially just at an investor price. Just get your offer looked at, yeah. you know? Yeah. Cause you're, you're in a sea of other yeah. offers. Yeah. Now, you may be the only offer and you may be able to negotiate all kinds of things into that offer that you wouldn't have been able to before, but your financing is going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. And the seller still has a payoff, you know, if they have a more, I mean, there's yeah. still the things that never go away that are, yeah. you know, the difficult things. Yeah. But yeah. you're going to have a, you know, inventory is obviously lower, but out of that inventory, I think you're going to find, um, you know, more, sellers willing to negotiate than you would have 100% before 100%. Yeah. And I think that'll continue into next year 
first quarter and second quarter at least. I think for sure yeah. second quarter is going to be a lot of opportunity because the sellers, I mean, they're going to have to sell. The pain so, is coming. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are feeling it already. Mm-hmm. Certain parts of my business are certainly feeling it. Mm-hmm. Um, the rental side of my business is, is, is actually like pretty great. Um, but any of the transactional side of the real estate business is like not so hot. Yeah. You know, cause the ours too, the rentals, the rentals doing its thing and it's great. I mean, there's still, there's still always the ups and downs of that, but none of that is, you know, tragic. Yeah. 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 Contractors are more available. I like that. Yeah. Labor prices are down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have people calling me asking me if I have work now and it's people that I couldn't get to answer their yeah, phone me too. a year ago. I know. Um, and of course I mean, now I'm, I have I'm smiling less. bad. I don't, I don't, I'm not happy that they don't have, yeah, I have less for them to do too. Right. Yeah. But I mean, it's, you have it's to, nice cause they're yeah. actually available and they can get things done. And then that just it ultimately makes them money. It makes me money. Cause then it's like, we can put that rental sign back in the yard and get a tenant back yeah. in there so much faster. Right. You have to, yeah. It's like, nobody's happy that anybody's like struggling, but there's a lot of bad going on. So it's like, it's okay to be a little happy about this. Like one, the part one of golden, things. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the one I can get people good. to go do yeah. things yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, in a reasonable amount of time for a reasonable price. And yeah. Like, that's, and that was a real struggle a for a while. Yeah. It was a real struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So I think, I think quarter next year, I think the first half of the year is going to really, you know, there's going to be some opportunities for investors and for, yeah. and for regular home buyers that want to sell. And it's going to be a little tough on sellers, I think still. Yeah. Um, I think the but, pain is coming. I mean, the, it, it has to like just from a macro scale, yeah. like, and even if it's not like super painful compared to history, it's just, it's just going to level out and like re, I don't know, just get more even. The best case scenario is that it happens slowly so yeah. people can like you can ease into change it. their lifestyle accordingly. Yeah. But I was talking to another guy about this and he was like, you know, yeah, people out there are having a hard time. People can like feel the difference. Like things are just like different yeah. now. But he was like, you will know when, uh, you know, we're, we're nearing the, uh, what would, like the bottom when people actually start like changing their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Cause he's like, yeah. that's not happening as much. It's not yet. happening yet. And that's why people are being fickle because mm-hmm. so they can afford less. So let's say you were qualified for 300 and now you can only spend 250. They're like, Whoa, like that's why they're being so picky about the houses. Cause they're like, yeah. I don't like this. I want it. I want what I could have gotten for 300, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so they're adapting to that, but they're not changing their lifestyle. They're just being right. like, you know, they're still offering on the three hundred thousand dollars, yeah. trying to get it for cheaper. But like, yeah, but no one's um, buying a different car, you know, cheaper car. And I mean, people yeah. are, but like, we're not seeing a bunch of slowly. Yeah, yeah, we're not seeing a bunch of that just yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And coupon clipping is going to be trending on on yeah, Twitter and TikTok in, yeah. <laughs> in six months. You yeah. know, it's going to become the new. It's yeah. going to come back in style. Yeah. <laughs> I've started a marketing business to to market direct to sellers. We were already doing it. And at first I was like, well, this is terrible timing, you know, with everything that's going on. And then I was like, actually, I think it's probably really good timing because there's always going to be those people out there that 
mm-hmm. have to sell for whatever reason, inherited a house, death in the family, sickness, divorce, you name it, whatever, um, repairs that have gotten out of hand, that it doesn't make sense to sell on the market and it's going to be even harder to do so. Um, so anyway, so it's called Tara Pays Cash and um, we're just starting that this week actually. Awesome. Yeah. Tara so, Pays Cash. Tara Love pays the name. Cash. Thanks. Um, anyway, so we'll see how that goes. I, I anticipate, you know, we're just getting it started and everything. And of course, yeah. as people come to us, if it makes sense to, for them to list it on the MLS, you know, it's just, it's just another resource for people to potentially sell their house, you know, in one way or another. So whether it's to yeah. me, whether it's to one of my clients or an investor or put it on the MLS and see if we get some activity, whatever it is, you know offer solutions. So we'll see how that goes, but I anticipate there's going to be some, some need for that. Um, Yeah. Next year for sure. I mean, there already is, we're already, we're already generating leads. So that's um, great. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, cause think about how hard it is for you and I to keep up with what's going on in real estate and it's what we do. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that, get in some weird real estate related situation mm-hmm. and um, they just, you know, they just don't know how to handle it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'll get people sometimes that like, you know, they, you know, that's, they're like anti realtor. Yeah. They're like, you know, maybe somebody burned them in the past or they perceived it that way or whatever. Yeah. I tell people all the time, like you use professionals for, all your other major things. You go see a doctor when you have like a health problem. Yeah. Uh, You know, most people's largest investments in their home. Mm -hmm. Um, Go, go find a good realtor and one that you can trust and that's knowledgeable. That's doing it all the time. They can advise you on what to do. Yeah. Interview some, there's so many of them out there. So it's not like you're, stuck with the one bad one that you had an experience with or whatever. I mean, we're like, we're all like that with doctors, just like you said, doctors, lawyers, yeah. Accountants, whatever. And, you know, maybe you've had a bad experience with one and you can go find another one. But I, I've done it I mean, with all of those professions. Yeah, I've, I, like, I have too. And, yeah. you know, I've read about that too. Like people are so like anti-realtor, but then like 90% of people use realtors. You yeah. Know? And you should. And like you if, should I, just, if I just hand the random Joe Schmo off the street a real estate contract, like you don't, you're not going to know. Yeah. To protect to, themselves. Right. Right. Yeah. Because you want to make sure if you're selling it, you're actually selling it. And this person can actually buy it and you're transferring the title and you're going to get your money at closing and all the things that all yeah. everything in between, you know? Right. Yeah. There, there's way more that goes into it than I think a lot of people realize. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not just pricing. You know, they're like, well, I can look at comps on Zillow. Like, well, it's a lot more than comps, and especially now. Yeah. I mean, we can analyze. I mean, just talking to my sellers, trying to figure out what list price. I'm like, well, here's the probable range that would make sense, you know? Yeah that it would probably sell for. We can push higher, but you know, probably not right now, you know, but likely it'll sell for like, I mean, you have a big conversation about it, Yeah. but you don't really know. I don't, I don't care who you talk to. I mean, even if they act like they know, no one knows exactly what a house is going to sell for. Sorry. Just don't. Well, I don't, I mean, there's a decent chance my life would be in a different place if I just like took the highest offer I got on everything. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you just see the dollar amount. Well, there's a lot of other things in that offer mm-hmm. that in my experience have often made it less profitable for me mm-hmm. than a lower 
mm-hmm. offer amounts mm-hmm. with fewer contingencies or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, contingencies, all that stuff. Yeah. Also, the agent that you're working with on the other side, you know, are they experienced? Yeah. The have they vetted the this? Have they vetted this client? Yeah. The lender on the other side. Yeah. You know, those are things. They're not guarantees, but they definitely factor in. And you know, I do let my clients know, like, hey, I've worked with this agent before. She typically has well-qualified, you know, vetted clients because, you know, some agents will just like, they just literally met somebody and they send you an offer and like, you have no idea if this person is even prepared or qualified to buy this, you know, same with some lenders, you know, where they just like take a few details over the phone and send you a pre-qualification letter letter that's not worth it. All of a sudden you accept an offer that's got no chance of going anywhere. And I'm not saying that those are never, that they're never viable, but you know, it's a risk. Yeah, it's a big risk of taking your house off the market, locking it up in a contract that's never going to go anywhere mm-hmm. and wasting a bunch of everybody's time and then relisting a property with this now it's got this, you know. Now it's why is it back on market? Like what's right, going what's on? wrong with it? Yeah. yeah. Which is happening a lot right now speaking of all of these. Yeah, so tell these, me about it. Yeah. <laughs> You're very familiar with it, I'm but you're not alone. I have a intimately listing. aware. You're intimately is it twice or three times? Twice. I don't talk about it. Okay. Well, I have it's another. It's twice. Okay. I have another listing. We're on the third one. Oh, I'm not the worst. Okay. You're not the worst. So it's like, well, some of them are sitting around getting no activity. Mm-hmm. The ones that are going under contract, you just like hold your breath. Cause you're like, I mean, is it really going to stick? So we've yeah. done all this work. Yeah. Just like you said, like, okay, we've solidified something that's going to work for everybody. So sad. And then it terminates and then you do, you do it all over again. And it's, it's wearing out the sellers. And Worn yeah, out it's right wearing here. them out if they're getting Worn no out. activity and it's wearing them out. If it's going under contract, they have the false hope. And then it's like mm-hmm. the kick in the gut. I know. Yeah. yeah we were supposed rough. to, we were supposed to close the second time that house that I've got listed went under contract. Uh, yeah, it, it terminated. And now I'm like, I just want to like mail them a letter and be like, how am I supposed to buy my kids Christmas presents? <laughs> yeah. How dare how you do this to you? my three beautiful children? <laughs> and send like a photo. Yeah. It's like, I'll get all three of them to cry. They're relying on you. Yeah. They were, they were really banking on you buying this house. Yeah. yeah Probably not a great idea, but it's rough. It's, it's hard out there. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So Tara pays cash. So anyways, I wanted to um, not get off of that because I do think you're uniquely qualified to be able to help people that have a tough real estate related problem because you can act as, you can market in a way that is similar to the way a lot of wholesalers like generate deals but you're bound by your personal ethics and the fact that you're a real estate broker mm-hmm. um, to do things in an ethical way. And you have a lot more knowledge of like real, like licensed transactions mm-hmm. that aren't like wholesale contracts. Mm-hmm. And I don't really care to get too in the weeds on that, but like I'm, I'm excited to hear that you're doing it because I do think uh, you can provide a valuable service to people that find themselves in a tough spot. And yeah, don't know I think what it makes do. us really unique, right? We can do that, which mm-hmm. of course other wholesalers do, but you know, we're prepared to close. We're not necessarily trying to get these under contract to then go find another buyer. We have right. other buyers. We've got tons of resources, but you know, we're not just giving them a false sense of 
security here. Yeah. We're actually purchasing their house, whether it's me or someone else. And they're guaranteed that money at close or, you know, listing it on the MLS. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It and if that doesn't work, then they could sell for cat, you know, whatever, whatever yeah. it is, you know? So, right. you but know, you can, I, I, you can present options to them. Options. Whereas, you know, people that just get the things in the mail, we want to buy your house mm-hmm. or they get the text messages or whatever, yeah. which that is slowed down drastically, which has been another silver lining. Yeah. I don't have just, I, I mean, my phone, somehow my number got out there somewhere and it was just like relentless. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. they find any one address of one house that I own. Yeah. And it's just I know. I, I would get like a postcard like once a day or a text. You know? I would block yeah. like, yeah. I would block probably 15 of them a week. And like, it didn't matter. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to be that person either. So we're not like yeah. ambulance chasing or whatever you want to call it with insurance. Like these are ads and there's a website and like, yeah. you know, we're trying to contact people who legit want to actually sell their house and not just, you know, yeah. fishing around. But I mean, right. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It just started. We'll so I'm not the marketing guru of this whole thing. Yeah. Who is the marketing guru of the whole thing? Oh, his name is Ali. Ali. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You don't know him. I have a guy if you need a guy. Okay. Um, well, I got a guy, but. Okay. <laughs> if you end up needing a different guy. Let okay. Me know. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that because I think, like I said, I think you you can provide value to a lot of people it, as far as being able to give them their full scope of options, mm-hmm. whether, you know, everything from listing on the MLS all the way down to selling it directly. Yeah. That's why I decided to do it. So we'll see yeah. if it's successful, but I think I think it makes it special. Yeah. Tara so. pays cash. Is it tarapayscash.com? Mm-hmm. Nice. Sure is. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. You have an Instagram as well? Yeah. Tara Pays Cash. I haven't ever said my name more than I've been saying it lately. So Tara Does it Pays feel Cash. weird? Yeah. yeah. I'm so sick of my name. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I'm glad that Hustle on Purpose doesn't have my name in it. Yeah. Which I still feel weird saying that. Someone told me the other day, like, I have to start introducing myself as a YouTuber. Yeah. Or a podcaster. And I was like, no. Like, like how? Like, hi, I'm GT. I have a podcast. I have a podcast. <laughs> like I, I just don't, I'm not that guy. You but I mean, know? you probably should. I mean, that's, that's how you have to. I guess. I don't know. Self-promotion is not really my thing. Yeah. If it I isn't could... mine either. This was not my idea for putting my name in the, in the name. So I just want to put that out there. I don't have like some sort of ego obsession with my name, but here we are. Yeah. It's so, a great name. Yeah. If I could do the podcast without having to be in front of the camera or on the microphone, yeah, I would. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel. That's how I feel. That's how I feel about Instagram. We just couldn't and find a way. It. You know, like people need to see you and they need to hear you speaking and, and understand you. But it's hard for me because I'm not a camera person. I don't like t- people taking pictures of me. I don't like yeah. any of that. And unfortunately, that's how you have to. That's the only way people feel a connection to you, Yeah, I guess, is what... People tell me. Well, now so you're, that's like what I said, I'm doing now. You're a veteran. Yeah, I guess. I've been twice. on your... Twice. Twice. Yeah. I mean. No big deal. Just the only person ever <laughs> I mean, it. just... I'm going to brag about it now. I mean, I've been on it like 30-something times. So. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're in second place. I mean, that's true. That's yeah. true. I'm in second place. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, okay, so I can in, have you on my Instagram, my Tara Pays Cash Instagram. You can be my guest. I, I had, I've got two other people that have been like, you have to get on Instagram, and I'm like, I know the the issue is, and and you'll find this with Tara Pays Cash, is when trying to have a presence on like everything, it becomes like a like a full time job, like a job. Yeah, yeah. Because all the, you know, different types of content work better on each different platform and like release schedules and like you look up and it's like, man, yeah. just doing YouTube and and the audio podcast on the podcast platforms um, and Aaron does pretty much all of the actual like work. Yeah. Even, I mean, it's. Even that. It's like getting guests and I mean, it's just, it's just like, it's a lot. Yeah. I don't know how you do it because this is, yeah, I just, we just keep we, doing it. We post it on, happens. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we post on Facebook, like closings and things for the, the real yeah. estate brokerage. So I, I thought that was a lot. And then, yeah. you know, trying to start all this other website and yeah. whatever. I mean, luckily I just like, I go visit my, my vacant properties and projects once a week anyway. So yeah. I try to just like come up with something to say grab the camera time. and yeah, <laughs> yeah document it but it's hard yeah. to remember because you're there for a reason you're there because it's your investment and you're trying to figure out like what's going on right. and then i'm like oh yeah we got to do this but i know i'll get to the end of my day and be like oh there's probably like four things i could have like i could have like filmed today yeah i just didn't because i was because you're actually doing i was you're busy actually working yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 the one nice thing i mean there's a lot of nice things about the podcast but it's like it's scheduled yeah and it's like you sit down and you talk yeah it's like if it wasn't for I love this it. i'm glad you do it remembering to like make content while i'm out actually believe it or not like working outside mm -hmm. of i think a lot of people just see me do this yeah and i think this is like what i do and yeah it's like, this is a very small part of my week actually just like yeah. sitting here talking. Yeah. Yeah. It's you really do, nice. You do need to show more of that. I enjoy it. Yeah. Just like, oh, I just get to sit here. Yeah. Like just talk. <laughs> yeah. For a about bit. real estate. Yeah. That's why great. I'm on number two. Cause I like to talk about real estate. Yeah. So, you know, when I told, I was telling, uh, John Hathaway from the Hathaway group, mm -hmm. um, you know, who's benefited from the podcast the most is my wife. Cause what? like I get to just talk oh, here <laughs> and you don't and have I, to talk to her about everything right i don't yeah. go home and just dump all my stuff to her yeah <laughs> dump it yeah i think all my podcast. friends appreciate that too my friends and family yeah because <laughs> i was thinking about it, like they'll be like hey tara you want to go like shopping or go to dinner or whatever and i'm like yeah we just got to run by this house real quick like anyone who knows me like right. we're just like stopping by a house like yeah. you know it might be a nice house it might be a crappy house like you never know, you never know. but hey i gotta run by this house real quick like it's just that's what you get if you either yeah. talk about real estate or you go visit a house if you're with me. Yeah. So I, I'm sure you just Maybe have to I look at Tara's shoes to know what you're getting into. Yeah, that yeah. used to be the running joke. Is that used to be the running joke? But it, it's, it does not apply now. Now it's just like now it's just like the other day I went in a house with my favorite favorite heels, my orange heels, and there was poop all over the floor, and I think it was a rabbit. Like I don't know, it was like little little circles. You just, you hope it's a rabbit? Yeah. Anyway, I was like, of course, I'm wearing the wrong shoes again. You would so know. So I seem to be wearing the wrong shoes all the time. So when you and I worked together, mm -hmm. I always knew where we were going. Now it's like, I'll be driving around and then it's like, Tara, do you want to go look at the, you know, new, you know, whatever, new yeah. house, like you want to buy this or whatever. And then I go look at it. And of course it's the day that I'm 
dress nice and then we're going to, you know, or the reverse, like I'll be just dressed like, you know, like <laughs> right. homeless or something. And then this person's like, this million yeah, house? yeah. I mean, it's happened yeah. many times. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, you get what you get. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> you're like, uh, you're like Superman, like changing in the yeah, phone booth. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which I do. I have clothes at my office to try to change into. Yeah. I try to be professional. Or if you get a chance to if I get a chance. actually go by yeah. the office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, um, but. So speaking of that, you mentioned, um, there, there's been some, some new stories in your, Oh yeah. Nothing epic, you know, but you know how we told stories last time. The stories are my favorite part. I was thinking about you. So I went to go look at a package of houses the other day and it's like, it was five houses and like there was something at every, I mean, there's something every day. It just doesn't matter. I don't know why there's always like just something pops up. I don't care whether it's with my houses or with houses that I see or clients, it doesn't matter. But, um, so I'm sure a bunch of other things have happened, but, uh, anyway, every house I pulled up to, like something weird was going on. Like, like the neighbor lady was on the front porch that she wasn't supposed to be there. And then like, like then the police were at one of the houses and I was like, I don't guess I don't need to go there. And then I went to another one. The police were at the house we're you were at supposed the to be house. looking at. Yeah. And so it, did you it wasn't driving? like a crime had happened, but like somehow they were there and I was like, I think I'm gonna opt out. Yeah. Like, Peace out. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Then I go to this other one and they're cooking like outside this like amazing smelling like stew. Okay. Outside. They give you some? Like a tent. Well, they offered, they offered to give me some. They're like tailgating? It wasn't. No, they were just cooking outside like on one of those like little burners, you know, like with those big pots. Yeah. Anyway, it was really sweet. They offered it to me, but it wasn't quite done. So I'm like, I don't need food poisoning, but thank you. That's nice. And I don't want to wait for 30 minutes. Yeah, so, but that was, that was cute. That was nice. Then I go to the fifth house, and I go inside, and I was like, "Is there someone?" In? Like it just felt like someone was in there. Yeah, they weren't supposed to be in there, but it felt like someone was in there. So I was like, you know, poking. I'm like, "Hello, what's you know, Tara, whatever." And all of a sudden, this cat comes like running across the living room floor and jumps up on the sofa and I'm like standing right here and it like jumps up and it's like in my face and I'm like, oh! I'm like hello little kitty you know <laughs> so I was like that was just a lot that was a yeah. lot and it wasn't even none of it was like epic you know but yeah. it was just like wow every, every like five out of five, five you know for five five yeah. for five so there was that <laughs> that I had to tell you about but mainly it was the cat because I was like Holy cow. Like I knew somebody was in here. I just thought it was a person, yeah. not a cat, like stalking me. Well, and like being in vacant houses, it just, sometimes you get that, like, it's never just like a super it's comfortable, never a comforting thing. feeling. Yeah. 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 But then when you get used to looking at vacant houses, then mm-hmm. it's weird to be like in a occupied house like that. Cause like there was music playing, there were lamps on, Yeah, there was, fr- you know, so then I'm like, well, this feels bizarre. Yeah. There's gotta be someone here. Anyway. Right. Anyway. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah. And then there was this other one that um, a wholesaler sent me to. And she's like, oh, yeah, you can go anytime. It's vacant. Yeah. Of course. Famous last word. Yeah. Back doors open. Yeah. So <laughs> that's yeah. the, the, the <laughs> whenever you get the go anytime, front doors open. You're like, you're like oh, oh, this is going to no. be great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so once again, I was out with my husband and I'm like, hey, we got to go look at this house real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we can do whatever it is that we he were supposed deal. to do. He's like, great. You know? Yeah. Here we um, go. So we pull up. There's a truck in the driveway, of course. And he was like, oh, there's a truck in the driveway. Like a he nice was, truck? Yeah, it was a nice truck. Okay. But he was like ready to 
like roll, Carl was like, you know, I'm ready to roll. He's yeah. like, there's somebody here, whatever. I'm like, no, no, no. He I'm came like, all I'm the way go out here. Knock on the door. Like, what do you like? Yeah. So I like. I want to make another trip out here. Yeah. So he's like, okay, thinking we're going to like get shot or something. I don't know. But so then I knock on the door and this guy answers. I'm like, Hey, you know, Sarah said I could stop by. Did you know I was coming? He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. But like I, there was no set time. So how did he know anyway? And he's like, just come in. And he was sitting there eating fried chicken with like a miniature TV and a folding chair. And there's nothing else in the house. And I'm like, Oh, I'm, odd but okay and so anyway we talked to him and, and I left and we ended up buying the house so then I went back to like go look at something else he had no idea I was coming because it's vacant he was there again eating Just fried chicken squatting. watching tv <laughs> third time the appraiser goes out to appraise and I'm like hey it's allegedly vacant but there might be a guy there eating fried chicken I'm not sure with a miniature tv <laughs> He was there. With fried chicken yeah. again? Yeah. Fried chicken, TV, folding chair. Is this chair. place like next to a KFC? Or I don't, I, no, it's next to, next to a gas station. I mean, the chicken smelled great. Okay. It's in Jacksonville, so I don't know. Like Maybe okay. there's a great fried chicken place right. in Jacksonville. Anyway, yeah. so when we were getting ready to close, I'm like, he does realize he can no longer eat fried chicken at that. Like, he can no longer be at the house, right? I mean. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Did anybody, did the seller know him? That He or? was the seller. Yeah, it turned out he was a seller. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I found that out. Okay. Time number two. Well, that's the best case scenario. Yeah, it wasn't like a squatter or some like a rando person. It is but the anyway, guy that actually owns the house. It was the guy that actually owns it. I don't okay. know. And he did have another house that he lived in, but he just liked to go there. His wife was at that one. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that was like his man cave. Yeah, he was, he was losing having to sell it and he was sad about it. Losing anyway, the man cave. It was just cave. so funny. He was a super nice guy, but I'm like, how did, like, he must always be here because like, I'm a right. And this was a 30 day period of like, you know, how would he know? Just constructing a whole backstory for this guy. Like his wife's got him on a diet. Yeah. He's just like, he's he like, goes there real quick to eat like his fried chicken. Just go to the vacant yeah. house in Jacksonville with my bucket of fried chicken and my miniature TV. Yeah. And just get like a couple hours yeah, where true. I just eat. All I never stuff. thought about it like that. that. That is probably what it was. That's just my guy brain yeah, yeah. being like, yeah, because like, because I was like, don't you want to be somewhere more comfortable? Like it's a folding chair, you know? Like I mean, we don't need. He much. even had like he had a really nice truck. Like wouldn't you want to sit in your truck and eat the chicken? Teach their own, I guess. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's like so. I, I went uh, like I, I told you before. I went duck hunting this morning. Yeah, and um, had a great time. Didn't kill a thing, but. Um, I mean, that makes me sad for you, but happy for the ducks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, somebody else, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm sh- yeah. There, there's yeah. A- someone else killed a minor. I understand. No, it's fine. No, they're fine. They're happy ducks living long, happy, healthy lives. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I still had a great time. And it's like the older I get, the more I understand why guys get like so into that. Yeah. Predominantly. I mean, a lot of women hunt as well, but it's like, um, it's like when you like, think about it, I got up at three 30 this morning. Yeah. Like I, there's nothing appealing about that to me. I went and like stood on the side of a pond. Well, so what was so great about it? No, it's like, it's just like, alone just, time. Yeah. Is it dude time? Just guy dude time. time. Okay. Yeah. Was it just two of you? Did you like talk about life? Two dudes in the woods. Were you like quiet? 
A little bit of both. Because you wanted the ducks to come. A little okay. bit of quiet, a little okay. bit of, uh, you know, not talking about really much. Okay. Hanging out. It was great. <laughs> okay. It was wonderful. <laughs> and like my wife's going to be like, so like, what did y'all talk about? And be like, ah. I saw a funny, couldn't tell you. I saw a funny thing about that too. Um, on Instagram, but it was like a, a comedian talking about that, like yeah. how he, he had gone out with like, like their, their best friends had gotten divorced. So then she, like the wife, like they came, mm. he went golfing with the husband mm. and the wife was like, so, which, so is he dating somebody? So like, what, like, what did you guys talk about? Like, wh- you know, what is he doing? Where is he? And like, how is he? Like she wanted, she had like, yeah. I, don't, I can't think of like a thousand questions. Right. Like, I don't know. Like we just, he got a new driver and yeah. we just golfed and stuff. And just <laughs> yeah. like, we didn't talk about any of that. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, it's funny. They're just wired different and that's okay. Yeah. That's safe to say, cause you're with a woman. So, they're just wired different. It's great. Everything's and it's fine. okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Um, awesome. Well, I'm super thankful that you came out again. Yeah. And gave thanks us for our, having me. This was great. If you had, cause just, uh, I don't want to leave it all doom and gloom and real estate's just not doing anything. If yeah. you, if you had to think of, um, some tangible advice for somebody out there that's trying to figure out how to navigate what's going on real estate wise right now, like what would it be? I know I'm kind of putting I, you on the spot. I think it's like what we said before. I, I think it is a mistake to not pursue buying whether you need to buy a house or it's time for you to buy a house to live in for your family Mm -hmm. or whether it's investment obviously with investment you need to be extra cautious but i think you you should still be buying you're not going to regret it um even if you're even you know you're you're not exactly cash flowing you're just breaking even uh, because i think things will change i think values will can will go up um continue yeah. to go up. I don't think they're going to go like drastically down and you're just going to be like losing money. So whether you're buying it for your family or whether you're buying it for an investment, I suggest continuing to find opportunities and buying, especially here. We still have affordable real estate, but yet our economy is growing and people are moving to the area. Like we discussed on your last podcast, the infrastructure and the, and the business that are coming to our state, mm-hmm. um, as well as the housing that is still affordable for, you know, for all, I, I mean, I just, I, I think it, it's not always going to be like that. I don't think it's going to yes. change overnight, but I yeah. think we're, we have a good trajectory to go. So I think we're just a good place to invest in general. So I agree. I, yeah. I think if you waited for everything to be perfect, it's never going to be perfect. There's always, just like from before, the interest rates were low, then you were, you were paying above list price, yep. waiving inspection contingencies and doing other kind of reckless, um, scary things. So now, now maybe you're just not going to make yeah. as much money or it's going to be a little, a little tighter. Um, but I, I, yeah. I think you would regret it if you didn't, because it's like having kids. Like if you wait for, to have enough money and for everything to be right, you'll probably never have kids, you know? Yeah. Um, you just got to do it. When you, so, had, you had people, you had people paying over list and, and, uh, and all this stuff to buy when interest rates were low because they could get a, because interest rates were low, they could get approved for more house, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. you could get more house for your, 
dollar, so to yeah. speak. But I'm like, now if you're looking to buy, you may be able to get the same house for $50,000 less. You might be. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, it's all super situational, yeah. but like, you know, you may get a eight, eight and a half percent interest rate, mm-hmm. but you also may. The buyers have the power. Yeah. You know, right. So a house is only worth what someone's willing to pay for it. Exactly. So back, yeah. back for a while, it was, you know, they're willing to pay over list because of all of those other factors. And now mm-hmm. they're willing to pay less or they, they have more negotiation. So it's, it, yeah. you know, you still have the power as a buyer, even as an investor to yeah. your point, there's always going to be like stop factors where that deal doesn't work, but that deal didn't work for whatever reason. And there's another deal out there for you. So, you know, right. it, it's hard to swallow right now, but well, that, that would thing, be my advice, you know, is, is just to do it. Cause I mean, I don't know when exactly things are going to change and there it's never, whatever it does next is not going to be what it did before. So, right. you know, I quit trying to make predictions because mm-hmm. I've been wrong too many times. Yeah. <laughs> All I know is like, yeah, I agree with you. It's like, you just keep, keep buying, make sure it works for right now and any contingencies you can plan on. Yeah. Uh, but another, yeah, exactly. And contingencies and exit, exit strategies, you know, try yeah. to really think of, think creatively more than you have before. How can I finance this differently? How can I, you know, buy this in a different way? What money should I put down? What should I do? How much should I invest in it? Should I actually flip it? Because there's still going to be buyers out there for flips. Does that make sense? Or do I make it ready for a renter? You know, like you want to buy something that you have options with and and think more out of the box than you used to do. Yeah, that's that's hard. Nobody wants to really do that. But that's how you're going to be successful right now. Yeah, agreed. Mm hmm. One last thing on that is, because I think it's something that some people don't think about, mm-hmm. is if you don't have faith in real estate, you know, I would ask somebody, how much faith do you have in the U.S. dollar? Yeah. Because, you know, some of the appreciation of the real estate is the scarcity of it. You know, God's not making any more land, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a finite resource that goes up in value over time, but also it's anti-inflationary. Mm-hmm. So part of what has also driven a lot of the value up is the devaluation of the dollar. So I'll ask people like, even if your faith isn't in real estate, like how much faith do you have in the U S dollar? Mm-hmm. You think it's going up in value anytime soon? Yeah. Cause if the answer is no, then guess what? Like the real estate you buy today will be worth more dollars in the future. Exactly. Exactly why I keep telling people to just buy. Like it just, you know, Yeah. do you have more faith in the stock market? You know, because I mean, I don't personally, so. I don't personally either. I mean, you may pick the right stock or may, you know. Yeah, I don't understand that as well because obviously real estate's my world. But to me, you know, I feel like over time, these these investments are going to increase in value. So it. And and I feel more comfortable leveraging it than I would like, margin trading stocks. It's I, agree. Like, I feel like that's less, there's less exit strategies. There's less to control and manipulate and figure out, mm-hmm. you know, if something isn't going right, like, like this one where we're suddenly owner financing, it's like, well, yeah. that makes sense. We can really cash flow well on that. Like yeah. you can't do that with a stock or at least I, my brain doesn't work that yeah. way personally. So I feel like real estate has historically been the best investment and continues to be so. Yeah. So although it's made it's more millionaires than in, anything else. Yeah. 
All the all the wealthy people I know invest in real estate. Right. I mean, they just do. Like I, I didn't realize that, and then somebody mentioned it to me about their circle of friends, and I was like, it's true. It's very Every valid. One of them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I am starting to lean towards it's all trash, and we just need to go all in on crypto. <laughs> Well, you're all by yourself. <laughs> I can't get on board with that. You're never going to convince me. Yeah. Maybe not all in. Just like a little bit. Okay. Tell me how that works for you. Just let okay. me know. All right. Don't say I didn't tell you. Okay. <laughs> like it's made some people rich. I don't, I just can't like wrap my brain around yeah. it. It's really easy. It's just magic unicorn wizard money. Yeah. Often like, you know, the... It, the it's, blockchain. I know. It's like, it's like the cloud. Like, I don't understand the cloud where all the de- data goes to the cloud. You're like, what the heck? Aaron's just trying yeah. not to cringe over there. He's just like... <laughs> Give me a house any day that I can stick yeah. my hands on and I can do something with. Deal with a terrible renter in. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's all the negative stories. I know. Yeah. I know. I do have... I, yeah. I feel like I just have a lot of negative stories. But... You get Stay through positive. all of that and like as a whole, you look back and you're like, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only person who should, you know, kind of hold off on buying is someone who's, who's going to term out soon. Someone who's, you know, reaching retirement and something yeah. like that. I don't know if this is like the best time. Grant, I don't, I don't, I can't speak knowledgeably on that, but yeah. for anyone who has five to 10 years to kind of play this out, I yeah. think this makes sense. So that's you and that's me. Um, and you know, the majority of people. So quick rule of thumb on that is so like, um, it's got a name and I I forget what it is, but they, uh, imagine there's a line and like above the line is high risk, high reward investments Mm -hmm. below the line is low risk, low reward investments. So the typical rule of thumb, super overgeneralization, just basic rule of thumb Mm -hmm. Is as a percentage, you want your age in safe, low risk, low reward. I like percentage. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So like, oh. I'm 34. Uh-huh. So you can have the way more rule risk. of thumb would be have I'm a lot older than you. 34 percent in like super safe stuff. Yeah. 66 percent in higher risk, higher reward. Yeah. Cause the theory is like, you've That's got logical, lo- you've got longer before your event horizon of like retirement or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can ride more four year, five year, 10 year cycles of, mm-hmm. of the market and whatever. And, um, so yeah, yeah. That's, that's logical. A, it's yeah, a general had, rule. Of no one had I've, explained it like that. I mean, I knew that that's generally what you were supposed to as do, you but get older, put yeah. more and safer. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 So, yeah. But, so if you're 70 plus, maybe it's not the time to buy real estate right now. I don't know. If you're 70 plus have 30% of your net worth in yeah. crypto. Yeah. <laughs> that makes you feel better about it, right? Yeah. Now you're like, Oh, I can yeah. put way more into crypto than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, and I, like I say that, so it's like, I, sh- I should technically be like, 34% low risk, low reward, but it's like, I'm 99.9% real estate. Yeah, you are probably, but your portfolio is some are more risky than others. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not lying there. Yeah. 
depending on the day, it's like, man, it feels real. Like depending on the month, it's yeah. like this month is risky. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> this month is like vacancies are high, like move out costs are high. Yeah. It's real risky this month. Yeah. And then That's have, another like, thing. That's another thing that, you know, you buy you buy cash flowing properties and then those uh-huh. tenants aren't necessarily going to stay, you know, so you base all of right. your money and I'm sure you felt this and we all know it, but you're just like, Oh, they've been there for three years, you know, but then of course the moment you mm-hmm. take over the property, they've decided that they want to mm-hmm. move and get something different that you somehow don't have to offer. And then suddenly you're, yep. you know, spending $7,000 on a make ready because mm-hmm. they've moved out and you didn't really, budget for that you know those are yeah i mean that's just, it's just all a part of it it's it's not that that's yeah. even bad it's just you know it's just funny i hadn't thought about it till right now but i i need to do a video on like things you should know before you buy an occupied house yeah you should like put in the contract to make sure you get the security deposit mm-hmm. that the original tenant played paid the original landlord yeah like you know uh be really sure who owns the appliances? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that lady? Yeah. Like yeah. bought bought some, some occupied some of, rentals. I'm sorry and, that some of your um, experiences have gained some knowledge for me. Well, yeah. But like no. some of these some of these things are so bizarre that like you would have never thought of it unless you would have experienced it. And right. so that's where yeah. our experience now has made us so much yeah. smarter. And you don't know till you go through it. I, I don't know any other way to do it. It's like what we just talked about. You can read all the articles you want, but like, yeah. no one tells you about that stuff. You should definitely do that. No one tells asking you Asking for the that, prorated rent, asking for the, yeah. the rent roll history. Even that, you could, they could have stellar payment history, but yeah. suddenly you take over and they're like, I pay rent? Like, I thought, what is what? rent? Yeah, what is rent? <laughs> <laughs> this French word. Yeah, is that two hundred dollars a month, or I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, or you, like in that instance with the stoves, it's like three months later, and I'm yeah, getting a call from it was the timing, the management company, and it's like, hey, we have some, we have a tenant calling saying the previous landlord is coming into the house trying to take the stove, yeah. claiming it's hers, and I'm like. That what? was a wacky. <laughs> that was a wacky situation. I feel like day. she was just really short on money, and that was all she could come up with. Like, but oh now gosh, it's, just it's written into every single contract because, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. Now, as well. now we know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who owns the stove? Who owns the stove <laughs> and the refrigerator? Might as well it's throw just, that in there. Yeah, That's one that just, I usually ask anyway. But I mean. It, yeah, it's just wild. Like, just yeah. Anyways, we'll we'll do yeah. that. And, and if they're if they're on housing too, like, what percentage is housing and what percentage? Yeah. Does the tenant pay? I mean, there's so many there's so many things to clarify. Yeah. And again, you can clarify, it and then they can vacate the next month. But just gives you some peace of mind. This is why you get a realtor. Yeah. Truly. Feels like a what is it? Farmers commercial. Yeah. Like know a thing or two because yeah. we've seen yeah. a thing or two. <laughs> yeah. I kind of forget. But it's about really it. true yeah. with this. Yeah. And, and no, even it that, there's is. so much. Like, I never claim to know everything. Like, every single real estate transaction is different from the mm-hmm. last. And I learn something from every single one. I will never know everything. So you will never hear me bragging about knowing everything. It's just mm-hmm. like noted for the next time. Noted for the next time. And yeah. I I don't know any other way to do it because I mean, you've got you can't account people for and properties and just bizarre situation. And then when you throw in tenants, is there's just like that extra layer of things? 
It's yeah. like, yeah, you look at if, if Tara helps you buy an occupied house now, you'll see on the contract this like the fill I in the blank like part. An addendum. It's, an addendum. Yeah, it's yeah. got an addendum that's like <laughs> 14 things and every single one of those is because like there's a reason for it yeah. it's like there's a story behind yeah. <laughs> every single thing on there yeah yeah because that's just that's how you learn I'm seriously and, thank you for that idea i'm gonna do that actually i mean uh, yeah not like a not like a document i can't write like a legal document but i can save a general addendum yeah. to have on all of those contracts that addresses all of those things because I'm always trying to remember it and write it in paragraph 30. Right. Paragraph 30 is getting real full right now. <laughs> yeah, you can only fit so many yeah. things because they only I'm gonna give you I'm going to do that next for 2024. Six lines or whatever. Just like if it's occupied, this is, this is what Yeah, just add it, to, add it to form simplicity. Yeah, yeah. Put it on there. I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. What did we forget? Anything? We covered several topics. Yeah. We were just going to talk about the market and now we've talked about everything else. It sounds like, and so anyway, I know I wanted to, uh, yeah, we'll keep Thanksgiving and stuff out of it. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. You too. You too. Enjoy time <laughs> Tell, with your family. Uh, and, uh, hope all of you watching and listening had, well, by the time you see this, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, um, and are looking forward to whatever holiday you celebrate in September. What can I even say this September. these days without getting <laughs> December? <laughs> I don't even happy yeah. holidays, everyone. Just don't cancel me. You know, like just go out there and buy some real estate and live your life. I just try to focus on time. new year. Yeah. Have a great new year too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for watching. Thank you for oh listening. Uh, be sure to like, and subscribe, go check out Tara pays cash and uh, hustle on purpose. <laughs> <laughs>